Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hey, Bobby Manning here. Welcome to The Garden Report after a tough loss for the Celtics, 116-115 in overtime starting in the first half when they trail by 16. Hell of a game. End up coming back. They're down eight with eight minutes to go. Overcome that as well and force overtime where uh, the 76ers escape on a James Harden three. Ton to go through, especially in overtime late. We'll start with the last possession after James Harden hit that three. Uh, Celtics go down one, chance to go ahead on a two-pointer. Uh, 19 seconds to go in that spot. They decide not to call a timeout, inbound it. Smart brings it up, gets it back to Tatum. Tatum goes with about 10 seconds left, sees a crowd in the paint, kicks out to Smart, who hit the three. About a second too late, though, after the buzzer. Uh, originally called good on the floor, but I think everybody in this building knew it wasn't. Yeah, you got the feeling. Um, yeah. Tatum took credit for not going fast enough there. Uh, timeout, a lot more. Interesting conversation there. What yeah. did Joe have to say about that, Joe Sway? Um, No regrets. I mean, that's the overall message, right? He just thought that these guys, uh, if they get into that play quicker, Marcus obviously has more time. And, uh, you know, if you're expecting the same result, then, yeah, the Celtics win this game. But I feel like it, it's, it's beyond that, right? I, I think when you consider all these guys that were on the floor playing close to, well, outside of Derek White, playing near or over 40 minutes, and I, I just feel like that's where mental fatigue starts to set in, right? Um, these guys are down by one. Maybe it, it's important to know exactly where they are in that type of situation, right? And I just think that they were really tired. I, I think it's more about giving these guys a breather than it is about setting them up and putting that play together. I mean, I just think sometimes you have to call that. You have to make that call, and especially in the playoffs, especially when you're in overtime. And I'm not surprised that he didn't. So I won't fault him for this one, but it's worth. It's obviously one that we're going to talk about because it's worth mentioning. Because moving forward, he has to start thinking about that. That those scenarios popping up again, and whether you're going to do things differently. Okay, this is the playoffs. Coaches do things differently in the playoffs, and this is his first time in the playoffs. So you have to sort of give him a pass when he makes these kind of, I'm not going to say flat-out mistakes, but when he when he sticks to things that he's been doing all season long. Let's just call it that, right? So, okay, again, I'm not surprised that he didn't do it. But because of what happened here in Philadelphia, he has to start taking this thing seriously when it comes to calling timeout and giving these guys a breather moving forward. You think that's the key? giving them the breather there. They need the energy. In this case, in this particular case, yes, I do. Um, the fact that they were bringing the ball up slowly, I, I think they overlooked the how much time they had. You know, they had plenty of time to, to, to execute the play. I'm not saying that, but I just think the way they brought the ball up, it displays that they were, they were tired, that they were exhausted. Here's Joe's explanation on not calling one there. So is there any regrets about the late game execution, either in regulation or overtime yet? You know, regulation, two smart threes, and then there's two free throws, so Tatum Brown didn't touch the ball. And, and over time, the, the last plays or anything you change? No, it was great execution. So I don't hate it in principle. And Tatum said after, you know, we didn't call a timeout after game one in Brooklyn last year. And that's been this team's approach through multiple head coaches. 
uh, not calling timeout, playing within the flow of the offense, having these guys execute in those spots. And we debated the substitution yeah. situation there, and it was a bigger deal for the Celtics than the Sixers. I'm sure the Sixers generally had who they would want on the floor in that point. It's not like they were going to sub Yang. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you go to fanduel.com slash Boston. Uh, right. The Celtics take, took out Malcolm Brogdon with five fouls early in overtime and put White out there. Now, White doesn't factor in the play, and Brogdon might not have either. Uh, so that's why I'm not hung up on this timeout decision by Missoula particularly. It's about Tatum not going fast enough there because he got the pass off to Smart. Yeah. Harden's late to Smart, and Smart hits it. They just needed more time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. I, I just think, again, like when you look at the way this series has been, especially since after since since Philadelphia is since they won Game One and they just took things up a notch with their physicality. I just think you have to take that into consideration that you know all that starts to wind down. You know, all your energy and your the way these guys were connected on offense it started to break a little bit because of fatigue. I think mean, that stuff just sets in, especially when you're playing in overtime and you haven't really switched up your lineup much. And it looked like he tried to get Malcolm Brogdon back into the game, and then Malcolm couldn't get in in time. So then. How important is he to get back in, right? If you don't call timeout, if you don't want to get him back in there, do you do you fault Brogdon on that situation? Do you say, okay, well, we can we can do this without him? Maybe, but at the same time, it just speaks to a lot to what Joe Mazzulla is thinking in those situations, that his guys have to figure it out on their own, and he doesn't want to interject. And sometimes I feel like he has to interject, especially as a head coach playing in, at this level against a Philadelphia 76ers team with experienced veterans all-stars, superstars, and Joel Embiid, the MVP, obviously, and, of course, you know, next to James Harden when he's having this kind of night. Well, Marcus Smart had hit two threes late in the fourth quarter to force overtime. Missed the one that would have won the game uh, before the end of regulation there. Great look, actually, from Tatum. Yeah, man, he had a good game going, especially on offense and, and you know, down the stretch. And Tatum, too, despite starting 0 for 7 and not scoring yeah. until the second quarter, he turned this around big time in the rebound department, passing and big blocking time. four shots. Yeah. Uh, so... I like generally the offensive execution rate in this game. And you look at the number two, 134 offensive rating in crunch time here. You'll take that. The defense slipped tonight. That A lot of that's Philadelphia figuring things out. Uh, but overall, as you look at crunch time this postseason, the Celtics are now 3-4 and four in those spots, minus 9 per 100 possessions. You lose game 5 there to Atlanta. You lose game 1 in this series to Philadelphia in that spot. And you lose a game 4. It looked like you stood in position to win here. Generally, Celtics come away from this one encouraged that they came back down 16, and much, I think, what we're looking at from this one's a horrible first half and a strong finish. But you still can't help but uh, wonder what's going wrong here in crunch time. And the biggest thing I look at, despite him playing good in this one, is that Marcus Smart leads this team in crunch time shots over the last two years. Al Horford's second, no. Brown's third, and Tatum's fourth. They're getting the ball out of Tatum's hand in crunch time. And I think Philly looks at those passes he made late, even though Smart hit him, yeah. said, this is a win for us. Well, yeah, if you're Philly, that's, that's, what you're, that's what you're trying to do. You want Marcus taking those shots in those situations. And you're happy that you – that, that he took it too late because he did make it. But, yeah, I mean, look, if you're if you're Doc Rivers, that's exactly what you want to happen. At the end of regulation, he takes a shot that could have won the game, and then at the end of overtime, it's the same guy because of your coverages on Tatum and on Brown. I mean, Brown took, what, three three shots in that fourth quarter? Yeah, we'll you get know? to that in our next video. And we'll talk – yeah, exactly. I was just going to say we'll talk more about that in our next video. But, I mean, you have to credit the Sixers for what they were doing on defense. But when you look at the way the Celtics were executing, especially in that overtime – you wonder, 
if if it's a timing thing in, in that last play for to get Marcus that that shot, or if it's a uh, you know they they, they need a breather, they need to to take a step back for a few minutes, you know, gather themselves, and maybe they they execute better, you know, at the end of the game. Because look, if you're taking the ball up either way, you're still not giving your like what's the benefit, you know, if you're not getting right into the play to try to get the Sixers, you know, sleeping, catch them sleeping on defense. If you're not going to do that, then what's the benefit? Call a timeout. Take a breath. Relax. 12, 13, 14 seconds. It's not a tie game. Whereas, you know, if it's a tie game, you want to catch them on their heels and just get a quick shot in right before, you know, the, the, the final buzzer. But that wasn't the case. And I felt like if you're not using that to your benefit, then call a timeout if you have it. And that wasn't the case. They didn't take it. Fair point. What do you think? Should they have called timeout? What was the biggest issue in crunch time for the Celtics here? Let us know below. Josue Pavone, Bobby Mann. We're going to talk about Jalen Brown's role in all of this in our next video. A point of concern as the series moves to 2-2 and Bede gets rolling tonight. Hard in a huge game after two Another one. off ones for him. And the Celtics running into crunch time issues again. Strong performances from Horford, Brown early, and Tatum late. Don't bear any fruit in this one. Celtics so close to making this 3-1. We have a series now, and at 2-2, naturally, it's one the Celtics could lose at this point, so they need to close it out. Uh, again, for Josue Pavone, Bobby Manning, subscribe to Celtics All Access, CLNS Media, and we'll talk to you in our next video here from Wells Fargo. CLNS Media Celtics coverage is brought to you by FanDuel. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. This edition of the Garden Report is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Visit athleticgreens.com garden for a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase.